Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Matt Armando. Hello, everyone. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Matt Emily. Hey, everyone. A little remix of our intro. <laughs> you added a hi, everyone. So I added a hi, everyone. Well, because I said hello, and then you just said hello again. And I was like, but we're supposed to say hi. So one, of, one of us says hi, right? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Um, I feel like I always say hello. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be. It happens Honestly, a lot. I have no idea. <laughs> Listeners, email us, tbdpodcast at gmail.com if you think we are, either way, right or wrong, <laughs> in support or um, not support. What's not support? Anger? <laughs> rage? I don't want any rage emails. Um, if if we get any rage emails, I will respond. Okay, that sounds fine. That sounds fine. I'll accept this. Emily, in one sentence, tell the listeners what this podcast is about. Okay. Listeners, comma, this podcast is about tea and friendship. In parentheses. (laughs) I need to start over. Okay. This podcast is about tea and friendship. We are drinking tea this entire time. I'm already at two sentences. Um... Matt and I are friends. Um, we have been friends for a few years now. Um, I believe our friendship anniversary on Facebook is coming up soon. <laughs> um, we also, um, you know, we talk about topics. We talk about our interests. We share our interests with each other as friends do. Last week, I talked about one of my main interests in life, Queen Elizabeth I. Matt's talked about things such as Spider-Man and uh, um, The Dark Knight. And other interests that he has, like Legos. <laughs> this is way um, over sense. <laughs> and that's our podcast. We talk, we talk friendship, we talk topics, and you know what? This whole time, listeners, just picture us just sipping on tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, there we go. Tea and friendship and topics. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for being here. I was going to try to do it a way, the way that it was a run-on sentence, but it was too much work. I, I could tell you were struggling. And I almost said, don't make it a run-on sentence, but I knew you were going to whether I asked you to or not. <laughs> um, uh, are we supposed to do the check-in in part now? <laughs> no, we do that after tea talk. After tea talk. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, it's a new segment. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. Um. Do we go into tea talk now? I mean, normally you just do chit chat. Chit chat? I don't know. Matt, I know we haven't uh, recorded in person for a few months now, uh, but we have been recording pretty regularly. I know, but this checking in segment is throwing me way off. <laughs> then sometimes we say hello or hi. I don't know. What's going on? Matt, how are you? <sighs> I'm doing great. Uh, I had my birthday the other day. You came to my birthday. Um, Socially distanced birthday. It was over. It was uh, via Zoom. Via Zoom. Uh, I drank, uh, I think I had six beers, if I were to think about that. Maybe only five. Uh, They were Harpoon UFO, and they were, uh, one of them was Mango. Or no, I take that back. It was not Mango. It was Peach, a Georgia Peach. And the other was... um, called boarding pass and it had like a boarding pass printed on it and it was an ipa that was juicy and 
possibly fruity or floral or something. They were good. Wow. That's how I'm doing. I, I drank two White Claws. One that was watermelon. One that was lemon. I spilled half of the lemon one. Oh. Um, it was quite the to-do. But fun fact about that pack, there's mango in that pack. And I almost had it, but then I didn't. Wow. And I didn't actually have mango. I had peach. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to bring it back to mangoes. Yeah. Oh, we'll bring it back to mango um, later. Well, um, Matt, happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's now one, almost a week since my birthday when this podcast comes out. So, but thank you. <laughs> it's still the, it's still um, the Gemini season. Happy Gemini season. Thank you. Um, I hope it's treating you right. I know you got that Gemini wardrobe uh, in Animal Crossing. So really. It's true. Big congrats to you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Really, things are turning up, Matt, right now. <laughs> thank you. Emily, how are you? Um, I'm good. I um, am almost done with school um, for the year. And then um, it'll be summer. And while I won't get to enjoy the summer in the way I normally do, I think it should still be a good summer. Wow. Hey, you know what? New York's about to open up a little bit in, uh, in a week from today, I think. I saw that from... on our... Uh... Go ahead. Oh, I saw that on our Amazon Alexa. It said that it's going to open up on June 8th. Yes. I, a little, some amount, not all the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't I will ask say Amazon. A... You did not ask no. me? No, I did not ask Amazon Alexa to further, uh, oh, further yeah. explain herself. Um, I will say that, uh, it feels like people already think that New York's opened up, which I, I, it's almost like they shouldn't have announced that we're going to open up until like the day we were opening up. Cause I felt like, uh, the last couple days has, uh, <laughs> ever since they announced it, it's like people assumed it was immediate and not in a week and a half from then. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a disappointing aspect to it all, but Hey, let's keep it chipper. <laughs> yes. This is the new stated goal of this podcast, to remain chipper. Yeah. Even though I have not seen my friends in, in months. Um, chipper! Chip, chip, chipper. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Maybe the state of New York knew that we people in New York City would go wild the day they announced it would happen. So they actually waited until the day it was okay. So maybe it already is okay. And a week from now, it'll be like super okay day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna choose. That's gonna be my chipper way of looking at this all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're coming back to New York, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Eventually back. That'll be in like a few, few, few days from now. Podcast time. <laughs> I don't know when this comes out, but yeah, I'll be back soonish. June. This comes out June fourth uh, or something. Oh yeah, the day before the last day of school. Uh, yep, yeah, June 4th. Wow, that's a, that's a good guess. <laughs> um, since we both took sips of tea at the same time, I think that means we move into our next segment. <laughs> Sing us on in. Emily's finding musical instruments. I can tell you one of them is a spoon. The other is a glass. Of milk. Of milk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. 
We're talking tea today. I, I was wondering if I was going to have to end that or if you were going to end it naturally. <laughs> that was a long one. Emily, don't spill your milk. <laughs> that tiny glass you have milk in. Is that your milk drinking glass? Um, no, it's my milk pouring glass. I don't actually know. I think this is like a juice cup or a, a giant shot glass. I don't know. Um, it, I'm going to tell you guys a story about my nephew. Um, so he's got great comedic timing, truly. Um, but my brother sent us a text the other day that this was a conversation my, my nephew had with himself. Sometimes I call Santa train, yellow train. Sometimes I be funny. <laughs> I may have missed the first part of this. What was the first thing he said? <laughs> oh, he just, he's gotten into calling things by their wrong name. Okay. And he thinks that's the most hilarious thing. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the joke that he told was that sometimes I call Santa train, which is Santa. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I call Santa train, yellow train. Sometimes I be funny. So he calls Santa yellow train? <laughs> um, well, he has a train from Santa. Okay. <laughs> and that's Santa train. And then he has a new yellow train that he got for his birthday that he calls yellow train. Mm. And then he also has a train from my dad and he calls that Papa train. There you Papa go. Papa train. Um, very cute. <laughs> that's kid talk. A, a new segment in tea talk. <laughs> Anyways, I think I brought that up because sometimes guys, I be funny. Well, um, you be funny sometimes. Um, Matt, what are you drinking today? Oh, good question. So I said earlier, I threw it out there that I was going to bring it back to mango at some point. So I'm drinking a tea with mango in it. This is T2's Sencha Mango Tea. It is the third new tea I bought when I bought a bunch of T2 teas uh, a few weeks ago. T2 teas two weeks ago. It's not in a fancy box like the other two. No, this one came in a regular old cardboard box. Um, but luckily, yesterday or possibly two days ago, I finished a uh, I finished a tea in a tin. So I had a tin open up, and uh, this this tea has now been put into the recently vacated um, tin. So I'm really proud of you getting rid of some of your teas. Uh, I'm I'm just drinking so much tea right now. <laughs> An insane amount of tea. Um, way more than I... Even even before when I drank a lot of tea, I'm drinking way more than that. <laughs> um, so if you can just imagine. And also all my tea is from home now. Whereas before, while I would drink a lot of tea, a lot of it was... I would go out. I would go to a cafe mm-hmm. and buy tea. But now it's like 100% tea from my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, question. You said this was a... Sincha mag- mango tea. I did. Correct? Yep. Is this a green tea? This is a green tea. Uh, I'll go ahead and just read you all that copy. Sweet, sweet oh, you copy. Know how, you know how I feel about that copy. Sencha green tea with mango equals a tropical treat that is sweet, mellow, and packed with juicy mango vibes. A bright brew to bring a little sunshine into every cuppa. I don't like that Australian. They just say cuppa, but whatever. <laughs> cup of tea. We'll um, bring it up with Alex. Uh, Australian Alex. Australian Alex. Uh, enjoy with perfect on its own. Wow. Why well, are you telling me not to add anything to this tea? <laughs> you know, I wish people would say that about me. Emily, you're perfect on your own. I often say that. I say, <laughs> Emily, 
enjoy with perfect on it her own <laughs> uh, i don't need to be enjoyed with any other person i'm perfect on my own um the ingredients to this are green tea mango bits which is mango sugar and citric acid along with sunflower petals and natural and artificial flavor now we've we've been often skipping over the looking at tea section of of tea talk which was a popular part before um this all happened uh but i can tell you that this tea has little bits of mango in it so i, I saw the little tiny bits <laughs> did you eat any of the tiny bits or were you like no i'm not gonna eat those oh i could i didn't but i could and i would maybe i will do it i don't know if i want to throw the whole tea off balance though <laughs> um so okay so do we taste the mango oh yeah oh yeah okay it's uh it's it's green it's basically green tea um although sencha that's like uh more of uh that's more of a chinese green i think if i'm not mistaken i think so um more of that kind of flavor and um so it's that um maybe a a less grassy more leafy taste of green tea uh with a strong mango uh flavor and then i I guess these sunflower petals are adding to that, but it's definitely got a, a very mango-y feel to it. Mm-hmm. Did you add sugar to this tea? No, it's perfect on its own. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm so I'm so silly. Uh, um, the mangoes so, are like candied too, so yeah. I mean, if they have sugar and citric acid, that sounds like a candied mango. Mm-hmm. Must be pretty sweet. That's why I feel like you could eat them. Uh, probably, um, yeah. I mean, I would eat mango unsugared. And I and I okay. do sometimes. I had mangoes recently, not dried mangoes, because I don't believe in dried fruit, but <laughs> like fresh mangoes, and they were good. Um, I had a nectarine this morning, but I've also <laughs> I also love dried mangoes. Dried mangoes are really good. Um, listen, I don't like dried things. Okay. I like fresh things. I, I like want to get both. back to this. I want to get back to this T2 of this all. So you recently, you bought these three teas, right? The Australia, yeah. the, uh, the Sydney, the New York, and uh, the Sincha, Sincha Mango. Yes, yes. Correct? Of these, Ooh. which one do you think you'll revisit the most? <laughs> well, I'm going to have an entire package of all three of them. <laughs> Say well, that. I know, but which one would we be most excited to, to go back to? Um, okay, so the Sydney breakfast is still sort of, I think I like it, but it's still sort of kind of growing on me because it's kind of weird, but I have been enjoying it, but I, I, it's, it's, it's a new flavor for me. (laughs) Um, the New York breakfast is a little more normal, but it's also, it's, it's the pancake one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it also, it's also kind of like sweet in a way. Um, I'd say that this, I'm not always in the mood for green tea, but this is like, this is, the Sencha mango is really good green tea. Um, I'd say that they're all, they're all good, (laughs) but so far I, I, none of them, none of them are like, none of the, none of the three of them have blown me away where I'm like, oh, this tea is amazing. I'm going to drink the hell out of this tea. We'll see if I change my mind as I have more of them. Sometimes it takes me a few runs with a tea for me to like have like a few different pots of it for me to be like, oh, you know what? I realize I really like this tea 
Or if it's like getting to the end of it and I'm like, oh no, now I'm sad. I'm not going to have this tea anymore. <laughs> um, okay. I'd say the best barometer for how much I like tea is how quickly I drink it. Um, or like, I mean, sometimes I forget about the tea. Like you bought me that plum pear and then it turned out I, and I was kind of slow to drink it. And then it turned out I really liked it. So then once I got into it, I was drinking it really fast. <laughs> but uh, sometimes um, that's like the real way I, I can tell is like how, how quickly it's, it's going away once I start getting into it. <laughs> okay. I'll accept that. I sometimes, if I know I really like a tea, I try to like ration it. But then sometimes I just keep drinking it. I do try not to drink the same tea two days in a row. Um, but uh, that doesn't always work out. Usually it's like, it's a it's a game time decision where I look at all my teas and I go, which of these do I want right now? Um, and I, also, what do I have enough to make a whole pot of versus just one cup? That's also a challenge. One cuppa? Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I tend to think of it more I will have the same tea two days in a row, but I try not to have the same tea two times in a row. I also do a lot more individual cups than you do. Yeah, I'll make a whole pot and I'll drink four cups of tea from one flavor. All like scatter like a course over the course of a couple of hours or more slightly more sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I I'll drink like one tea bag of this tea that I'm actually drinking now, and then I'd follow up with like a bag of loose leaf tea that I like put together and then another tea um i i will say this is more of a pandemic thing for me because normally i wouldn't think to drink this much tea all in a row and at home like i would probably leave my apartment or something and so now that i'm just here i'm like okay well i can make four cups of tea and just drink them all and it's like i'm not missing out on anything or whatever yeah um yeah um Okay, Matt, I think it's time. Matt. Yes. I have a really important question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Would you describe this T2's Cincha Mango Green Tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Thank you so much for asking. Um, I wanted to interrupt, but there was such a delay in it now. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, we don't have that many delays, I don't think. Um, this tea is definitely my cup of tea. It's, um, as I, I mean, I was saying earlier, you know, none of these have blown me away. This one is very good though. And they've all been good. I have nothing negative to say about them so far. Um, other than, other than I just haven't gotten, they haven't gotten into my groove yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, this is, yeah, it's very good. I love mango. Mango is, I mean, I bought this because when I was buying my, um, my three new teas. The first two teas I picked were black teas. And I was like, uh, I should throw a green tea in there. And I was kind of looking at the top rated things on T2's website. And this was up there. And I like mango. I like sencha tea. <laughs> and um, I thought it would be a good balance to the two black teas I ordered. And it is. So um, I'm, I'm definitely satisfied with this. It was the most appealing green tea to me uh, on there uh, that T2 has. And also, I did not order the rose green that T2 sells because we have already had that on this podcast. In fact, that we it might have been the first tea we ever had or second tea or something. It was pretty early on. Yeah. It was. Um, so, yeah, my cup of tea. Exactly. 
I'm so happy for you. Woo. Uh, now that comes to, it comes to you, Emily. What, what tea are you drinking? <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for asking. Finally. You know? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I am drinking, I think I'm going to say, my favorite tea of the pandemic. Of this quarantine time. I've bought wow. it twice. Well, we've repurchased it twice. Um, and it's, you know, listen, sometimes we're not the nicest to bagged regular teas. But this is a bagged tea from a popular brand. I'm drinking Lemon Lift Black Tea by Bigelow. Lemon Lift. Mm-hmm. A tea you told me to try to get, but I was unable to get from my local grocery store. <laughs> Um, to give you a little bit about this tea, um, this is a distinctive blend of just the right amount of lemon and a dash of spice. Um, and the ingredients are black tea, natural lemon flavor, spice, and lemon peel. Um, and, uh, just to further go into some coffee, as you guys know, I just love that coffee. Don't know why I couldn't (laughs) say that. Tea and lemon Tea and lemon, the perfect pair. In our distinctive blend, you don't just taste the lemon notes, but the spices we've added really round out the cup to create a product unlike any other. It is wonderful to soothe your throat and make your mouth smile. Are you smiling? Emily is now smiling for me. She seems to be trying to... She's, she had a nice smile at the beginning, and then she switched to um, something that she was trying to uh, look fierce or, like, do one of those forced uh, school photo smiles. And then she went back to regular smile, and now she's back to fierce smile. <laughs> and now I think she's um, trying to hide a real smile with her fierce smile, so it looks like a hybrid of both. <laughs> listen, this is the most important segment uh, that we've ever had is uh, Emily, describing Emily's smile. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad we... we really paused to to live in that moment um but this tea i'm i really enjoy it as i said i think it's my uh favorite tea i've discovered during this uh quarantine time um it's it's got a it's got a as the copy said it's a nice balance of like a lemon and the spice where it creates this like almost like savory flavor um and it's just really nice it's a really Um. nice tea um Good. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, um, it's Bigelow, you said. So that's uh, made in Connecticut. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Shouts to Katie Abate Lewin. A person we know who lives in Connecticut and who's been on the podcast <laughs> and who listens to the podcast. Um, but otherwise has d- nothing to do with Bigelow tea. I, that's really what I wanted to say. I wasn't here to insult Katie. <laughs> she... She did send us that Bigelow does a 5K, but it's probably canceled now. I don't remember. I think it was the, the, Bo- the Boston Marathon was canceled for the first time in like over 100 years because of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> they, they moved it to September and then they just announced they're canceling it. Yeah. Hundred Over 100 years, like 100 and something years. Yeah. Probably hard to socially distance at the Boston Marathon. And they're all breathing on each other and stuff, too. Yeah. Although apparently there's something where like if you complete a marathon, also it's like the biggest or one of the biggest marathons in the world. Um, yeah. But apparently there's something with like if you complete a marathon this year in like any official marathon run, the Boston Marathon will like give you a medal for it. Like it's some sort of weird thing where they're like, we want people to 
to have participated in this marathon, even though they didn't. So like, if you run a different marathon, we might give you a medal. (laughs) It's interesting. Interesting. I I don't, I don't know how that works. Interesting. Um, Um, but yeah, I, um, back to this tea, you know, it really lifts me up. I look forward to drinking it. Um, I really do. I like to drink it before I go to bed, which leads to problems, but I find it really comforting. It's like mm. comforting tea. Um, it's a what? What you said? It's a green tea or black no? It's a black tea. It's a black tea. Oh, so yeah. you're you're hitting that caffeine right before bed. Yeah, I know it's a problem. Slamming into that caffeine, as they as we all say. <laughs> um, I really don't have much more else to say about this. I don't know what the dashes of spice are because it doesn't say, but mm. um. Well, if you don't have much more to say, I can jump right into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emily, Claire Riggins, <laughs> the one who smiles. Do you like, do you like this tea? No. <laughs> Is this Bigelow's tea lemon lift from, uh, Katie Bate's state of, uh, Connecticut? Do you find this black tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? First of all, shouts to Katie. Uh, second of all, this is my cup of tea. I, as I said, I really enjoy this tea. We're almost out of tea bags of it. I'm gonna need to order more. Um, although we have so many other teas to drink. Um, I have so many sips by tea. I've gotten very behind in my sips by teas. Um, but I just, I really enjoy this tea. Wow. It, uh, it good fills job. me with joy. Good. We need, tell- we need, need that more than ever. Can you tell what? Can I tell a story real quick? Yeah. Um. So this morning. Um, maybe this afternoon. I don't remember if it was before noon or afternoon. Um, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do a sips by tea or another tea. So I texted Matt, sips by or other? You pick. And he said, other. Which led me to picking the lemon lift. And that's my story. Wow. We did it. (laughs) We really did it. Tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Um. Okay. Okay, are we, are, we, are we here to get to the part that I've been wanting to get to this whole time? <laughs> I, I need Catch to do a song for the new segment. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Catch up from last week. Now. Go. <laughs> Matt, what do you have uh, to catch up from last week? Well, do you, so, okay, do you, do you have notes for this? Because I have notes for this. Um, I uh, do have notes, but. Um, I, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I was supposed to just ask you this or if I was supposed to just say it, but, uh, the question for you was, um, what number star on the American flag is Ohio? Meaning when did it enter into the country? <laughs> when did it become um, a state? Matt. Matt. Yes. It, um, I know this. I was correct. I guess that it was the 17th state and it is the 17th state. Wow. Um, I um, looked, I, I looked up the whole list. I could go through a few of these. <laughs> uh, go through three. Okay. Uh, well, I'll say I'll, I'll do the top three and then I'll give two more for other context. Uh, Delaware is first, then Pennsylvania, and then New Jersey. Um, and then I also just want to throw out Massachusetts is sixth. And uh, New York is 11th. So those are, I wanted to get the three most relevant to the two of us out there <laughs> and then uh where else do people listen to this podcast uh people are big in california so i'll tell them that they're 31st 
Um, uh, what about Connecticut? Oh, Connecticut's really early because it's one of the 13 original colonies. Uh, is fifth. Connecticut is fifth. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see. New Jersey's, I think, is... Oh, I said New Jersey. They're third. And uh, maybe Texas. They're they're pretty big on this. listening to this. Uh, shout out to you, all in Texas. You're 28th state. 28th state. <laughs> and uh, oh, maybe Illinois. That's another pretty good state for us. 20, 21st is Illinois. Wow. Uh, wow. To any states that we didn't tell you when you were the star, uh, listen to our podcast more and share with your friends. <laughs> And um, you will get more shout outs later on the podcast. Um, okay, so we did the state check-in. Do you have other uh, notes? Because I have other notes. I only wrote, um, well, I wrote check, <laughs> my, my notes are specifically check-in next week. What number star is Ohio? How about New York and Massachusetts? <laughs> That's what I wrote myself. Okay, I wrote some notes pre-podcast because I want to check in some on some past topics. Okay. I want to talk about Harry Potter. Well, let's oh, do a yeah. quick Harry Potter check-in. How many chapters have you read since our last podcast? Well, as you are aware, <laughs> uh, I was reading Harry Potter last night. I read two chapters, which may not seem like a lot, uh, although I read one really long chapter. <laughs> I was like, this chapter is so long. Uh, because it's like, I think it has like a Quidditch match and uh, past... Um, tbd topic dobby shows up for a little conversation and uh i think there's even more after that it's like such a long chapter that i was reading it i was like when i finished i was like man i'm gonna tell emily tomorrow i only read two chapters but i read possibly the longest chapter in all of harry potter um it was a remarkably long chapter that's all i'm saying and it probably should have been two chapters because it was like so many distinct different things happened in it i was like a chapter should be like one thing right like a thing happens and then you go to the next chapter and another thing happens this was like definitely at least two different things uh okay. so i'm gonna say i read two and a half chapters i won't give myself the full three but i'll say i read two and a half and i did it all last night right before this podcast largely no mm, not largely but at least partially so i wouldn't be completely disappointing to you that i read no more of the book <laughs> Listen, we're going to have the same check-in next week, and I expect you to read. That's uh, all I'll say. All right. Well, I so I did read, and um, yeah, I sat down and I read a bunch of Harry Potter, and that way I had something to report back today. <laughs> um, okay. I, also, I also forgot that Dobby was in this. Like, I remember reading, because <laughs> Dobby's in like the first chapter of this book, and I remember reading him in the book, but that was like six a months year ago. ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't a year ago. But it was a while ago. <laughs> and uh, when he came back, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the same book with Dobby in it already. Um, I will say there's been a few other moments in this book where they say something like, oh, um, Slytherin has all new super brooms or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that happened earlier in this book. And I'm glad that like the book reminds you of the things that you are supposed to remember from earlier. Um. But uh, yeah, I read two more chapters. So hey, I'm I, I I'm significantly further page count wise in this book. Let's put it that way. I'm well past the halfway point now. Okay, okay. I uh, uh, I'll talk to you next week about the same check in. All right. Um, all right. My last thing is about my two top my topic last week. Okay. And you know I didn't get to everything I wanted to talk about because I um there was so much I wanted to say slash I was worried I sounded dumb. 
Hopefully I didn't sound dumb. But I'm just going to encourage the listeners to continue their investigation into Elizabeth the First Life. Um, and look up the character, not character, the person of <laughs> Lady Jane Grey, who was queen for eight days. Um, fascinating, fascinating little interlude in uh, um, English history. And also to look up uh, Robert Dudley, who um, was is considered Elizabeth I's the love of her life. Um, and I just think you should learn a little bit about both of those people. And I'm not here to tell you about them, because it's not my topic. This is just a check-in. Um, and that's all I got. Good. Very nice. Um, so yeah, if you listen to last week's episode, here's some further reading for you. <laughs> um, and that's all I got, Matt. Here we go. Uh, check-in complete. Check-in done. Matt, last <laughs> week, as stated, I had the podcast topic of Elizabeth I. Shouts to my queen. Um, now it's your time to have a topic. Matt, what's your topic? Yes, yes, it is indeed my time. Now, I have a topic that I've been thinking about doing um, for a little while now, and I was sort of waiting for mm, a time where I felt most comfortable to talk about it. And uh, it almost came up a few minutes ago when we were when we were talking about um, my birthday, which is that my topic uh, is is uh, is Jackbox games. Can I tell you something? Yeah. When we were playing Jackbox Jack's Jackbox games on Friday, I was like, "This would be a good topic." I bet Matt's gonna have it as a topic sometime. <laughs> I've almost had it. I've almost had it before, and I I've waited on it. And I think maybe part part of what really made me want to do it now is because you have you have freshly played a bunch of them with me. Um, I've played been playing Jackbox games basically every Friday night since the quarantine started <laughs> um, with some friends on via Zoom. But uh, as a quick summary, Jackbox games are um, these games you play on a uh, screen of some kind. So you normally normally they're sort of party games that you would play on a TV and you would all sit around the TV with your phones um, on this one particular um, website, jackbox.tv. And on the screen would be like the main portion of the game and your phone would be how you could play. So any game could be between... Basically, um, say three and ten people is generally the uh, range of number of, of yeah. players, and they're all like these kind of small. They're they're kind of board game like, but they're very uh, video uh, heavy. <laughs> and now that we're all uh, staying home all the time, it's a great game to, that you can sort of host on Zoom, and you can share your screen. And everyone just at their separate locations can be on their phones sending in answers. And it's a great way to sort of pass the time, be with friends, and um, have a good time, even though you're, you can't all be in the same room. And uh, yeah, previous to this, I, it had been something I'd only would have played in a, someone's living room or something. But uh, now it's across the entire web. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So... Uh... Let's get into this topic. Thank you for that descriptor. Um, I was trying to explain what a Jackbox game was to my mom, and I think I failed spectacularly. But now she's going to learn from you. Um, so what do you think, in general, before we get into specifics of which games we like, what do you think, in person or over the web, makes these games fun? Okay. So... Uh, first, I'll say I'll, I'll state that there's sort of a there's sort of a wide variety of the games you can play. 
because I think yeah. it's important to know about like the funness of them all. So they come in packs. So they're currently on Jackbox 6, which means there are six different packages of these games. And each package comes with five different games inside of it. Um, so your level of enjoyment or um, whatnot could, could vary between all of them. <laughs> and they, they normally do. I like a lot of them. I like most of them, I'd say. And uh, but what I'd say, um, what I'd say is that makes them so enjoyable is that they're mostly pretty simple to understand. Like none of them are that complicated, mm-hmm. and they they're basically just games you've almost played before, but with twists on them. I mean, a lot of the games are like there's games that are like charades, uh, or games that are like um, Pictionary, or games that are like. Uh, um you know secret hitler or things like that but like they kind of do their twists on them or there's trivia like a lot of the games are just trivia or different things like that where it's like okay i get this it's just with like a theme over it or um some sort of tweak to the rules and i uh i think that's what makes it easy to play so like it's not like, like even though they're technically video games like you don't need to be you don't need any video game talent to be any good at these games. And let me tell you, that's true. Uh, yeah. And I'm great at video games and I lose these games all the time. Um, but uh, I'd say one one thing that I've thought of that I actually really like about these games that I um, had thought of before social distancing was, and the reason I like playing them at, at parties and things is that everyone is sort of engaged in them because... Um, either you have less than 10 people playing and that in which case everyone can play. And the thing is, is that you have to play on your phone. (laughs) So, um, you can't sort of be playing and be on your phone. Like you could easily think like if you're having like, um, a a gathering, you know, a lot of people just like jump on their phone and you think like, Oh, so-and-so is so distracted. They're on their phone. Literally, this game makes you be on your phone, and you kind of can't really be doing a second thing on it. So, actually, yeah. everyone is kind of engaged. <laughs> um, the other thing that this game lets you do is, if you have more than the number of people allowed to play a game, is that you can still participate by being in the audience, which I think is a great feature to like keep more people interested in, in what's going on. Um, so, that's always nice. And then the games are also pretty quick, so you can rotate around and have... You know, if, if if people have to sit out one game, then they can jump in and play the next game. And uh, it's not like if you do like a board game night, like you kind of have to have the right number of people. You need to explain all the rules to people. And, um, you know, some people might check out, especially if they're losing. Like you're, you're kind of like if you're playing Monopoly, you're like, oh, I'm down by so much. I'm like done with this. No, these games last like 20 minutes each, probably or sometimes mm-hmm. less. And um, then you can kind of move on to the next one. Like if you hate one of the games, okay, you know, uh, bite your lip for <laughs> 20 minutes and then you can play another game. Um, and, I agree uh, with that. Um, that part in particular is that if you don't like the game, it'll just be over soon. Yeah. Um, which is a nice thing because sometimes I would say there's usually like one game in each pack that's like this yeah. game. Yeah, so I that's actually yeah. I have my opinion on the games, the packs are usually one game is the complete throwaway game. <laughs> um and then there's usually like one like really good game, one or two really good games, and then one or two games that are fun but not like not like the greatest in the world. Um, but do you, 
But a lot of them have quiplash in them, like just different versions of quiplash. Uh, and I don't think that should count as good or bad. It's just a perfect <laughs> game. Uh, well, there are two. There are actually only two quiplashes. There's quiplash. Oh, really? There's quiplash two. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of games that have one. I don't think there's anything that has a third version, but there's a bunch of games that have two versions. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know if they'll ever do a, another one. They might do a third one of, of one of them. I mean, Quiplash is one of their most popular games, but. And I feel like uh, they have to do it because, like, you can get through all the prompts. Like, there's only so many prompts. Well, yeah. Although I, I kind of wonder if they update them sometimes. I don't know. Occasionally, I'll get one that I'm know. like, oh, that's really prescient <laughs> did they add that one or maybe it's just random mm-hmm. um i think this is a good segue into talking specific games um yeah yes. uh, so i would say the most popular is quiplash undeniably the most popular would you agree with that um i would say that that is one of the like three most popular i think there are i think there's sort of a family of the most popular ones um that like everyone is like oh that one um oh i love that one or something um or maybe i'll just say two there's definitely two in my book um what are the two but so okay quip we'll say so i i want to make sure we we yeah okay so quiplash is a game where um you get different prompts on your phone uh they might be like a complete the sentence or answer the question or something yeah and like two two people will have gotten the same prompt on their phone Go, uh, go ahead and give it so, an example. Uh, so, like, something you might say to your your boss the day you quit. Like, something like that. That's not yeah. a real prompt. That's a pretty um, good one, though. <laughs> thanks. I should be a writer for uh, Quiplash. Um, fun fact, um, I listen to a podcast sometimes called Hello from the Magic Tavern. And the people who do that are the same people who make the Jackbox games. So I sometimes will hear their voices and I'm like, oh, that's Arnie Meekamp. Anyways, keep wow. going. Uh, is it all from Chicago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. You so you had your prompt. So yeah, it would be like that. A prompt like Emily had mentioned, and then two people in the room are going to get that same prompt on their phone, and they have to do the what they would say their boss on their their last day of work. And everyone gets two different things like that, and then at the end, you um, or what, what? Once everyone submits two of those, they will go head to head. So then you're going to see. Um, you know, say Emily and I each got that answer. I might say, go to hell. <laughs> and I might say, oh boy, you were a real nice guy, but I gotta go. Yeah. And then everyone else in the room has to vote on which of the two of those answers they think is best. If one of them gets all the votes, then that is that is a quiplash. Um, if it, usually the votes get split and uh, in some way and you get more points depending on uh, how many people voted for your answer. And that game is so much fun and so easy to play that I would say that that is definitely one of people's uh, favorites. It's a good icebreaker game too. Like if you're at a party of people you don't know very well, like it gives you something to talk about. Yeah. I would say um, that's another are, really good aspect of these games. And there are two Quiplashes, so that makes it popular. And there's also uh, Quiplash International or something. So it's like the first game I think that they put into um a whole bunch of languages and i think that's oh that's cool um, yeah that's kind of a new ish thing but yeah they so in that way maybe it is the most popular because they went ahead and did that language thing to it <laughs> um, um i wish i could remember this exact joke oh so one time i got a prompt in 
uh, Quiplash that was like, create the name of an obese rapper. Um, <laughs> and it was truly, uh, my answer was the funniest thing I've ever said. And it was agreed upon that it was funny. Um, wow. But it was O dot B city. So obesity. Mm. Ah, it was so good. It's good. I'm good. Thank uh, you. It's good. I'm not here to Thank deny you. the goodness of it. Um, I was um, really proud of it. I was giggling as I sent it in. That's how, that's my favorite time to play Quiplash when you're laughing at yourself <laughs> as you send something in. I will say that, yeah, people can get really competitive with Jackbox games, but I think the best time is just when you're being silly and you can, you're just like having fun. Like, I don't always care. I don't, I don't always care about winning in that, in these games. I'm more, I'm more about having a, a good old time. <laughs> I would say I agree that I'm not here for winning, but if it's after one round and I am in the lead somehow, I'm like, I have to win. <laughs> I will never win if I'm in the lead after one round. I have to be in the lead. <laughs> like, in the lead after one round, I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose it in the second. There's no way I hold on to this. Um, okay, so we got we got Quiplash. Yeah. A great game for really any amount of people. What yeah. do you think is the other most popular game? I believe the other most popular game is Drawful. Um, okay. So, and also not necessarily, neither of these are necessarily my favorite game and they are not. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, Drawful is also a game that has a sequel to it. And um, it is a game where you will get a prompt on your phone of something and everyone in the room will get a unique prompt for this one. There's, there's no duplicate prompts in this. And it will tell you to draw something. And it gives you whatever, about a minute or two minutes to and two shades of random colors to draw the thing it gives you. And it might be something really random. Um, like when we played on your birthday, I got things like um, kind of spicy chicken wings or giant butler or rug burn. Like that just kind yes. of runs the gamut of things. Yeah. And so they're usually something difficult to draw. Like it's not going to be something super easy. And... Um, so you draw it and then it gets submitted into the pool and everyone has their own drawing and it's probably an awful drawing, hence drawful, I think, <laughs> that, where's the, where that comes from. And I'm notably one of the worst people at that game. I'm like, or I'm really bad at drawing. <laughs> I'm so, so incredibly bad. Um, but then uh, the the screen will will put up the drawings one by one at a time and you will try to caption it you will, you're trying to guess what the prompt was basically and so like uh when emily had giant butler uh like some of the things were like dog butler because emily drew a big butler in a tiny house so some people interpreted that as a dog house so then they wrote dog butler or um i don't remember what the other ones with giant butler were but uh everyone writes a different uh yeah. thing a lot of people got that it was a butler though and that's what i was most worried about Yes. And then people will vote on what they think that answer is. And you win points basically based on how good your drawing is and how many people correctly guessed that you drew the right prompt. And you also get um, um, points for tricking people into thinking that your phrase was the correct one, even if it was not. Yeah. Um, so that game, I mean, that game is great. And even though I'm bad at drawing, I still have a lot of fun playing it. And it's also a low entry level like it's like just draw the thing it tells you to draw and then just caption the thing like those are pretty easy instructions for anyone to follow it's like pictionary but more yeah every like and, i said like everything is just like with the jackbox twist you know <laughs> mm -hmm. um 
Okay. I I like drawful. I think it's fun. So I get annoyed on drawful because you can't undo a line. So if you make a mistake, <laughs> you're stuck with a picture. Um, and I find that to be an annoying aspect, but I guess I get it. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they do like a drawful three or something, they might um, add a undo button or something. I also would really like it to have colors that aren't just two random colors. Like I had to draw fire and I had blue and light blue. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like our friend uh, Alex, he had to draw um, a stone and we all thought it was a P because he had to draw it in green. But it just like uh, that's how it was, you know, <laughs> like he had yeah. the color green. It was supposed to be a rock, but. You had no gray. <laughs> um, okay. Um, do you want to talk about another game next? Um, yeah, so I guess I could talk about maybe... So we talked about what we think are the two most popular ones. I kind of had two other thoughts in mind that I could either talk about um, my favorite ones and my least favorite ones. And right, let's uh, do it. Yeah. Let's go least favorite ones first. Least favorite. Okay, so the I only really have one that I... Tr- well, no. Uh, yeah, I have one that I truly dislike. And it's the only game that they kind of released that was sort of like a, a traditional video game, which I think is why I don't like it as much. And it's called Zeeple Dome. <laughs> I've never played this one. No, I played it once and I'll never play it again, probably. And I own it. So I own... I should, for reference, I own Jackbox. Uh, so I said there's six of them. I own... Five, six, uh, three, and one. So I don't own two and four, I don't think. Um, but Zeeple Dome, which I think is on one of the later ones. Like, I think it's on, like, five. So, like, how we're saying, usually there's, like, one that's not that much fun. So this one, you're, like, acting as a team of, alien, uh, of like, astronauts trying to defeat these, like, space monsters. But it's, like, an arcade game, basically. And you're just like shooting, you're shooting your character in the sky to like hit these things. And you have to be like the right color at the right time to hit them. And it's like, it feels like playing a, an arcade game. And it's mm-hmm. really hard. It was especially hard to play over Zoom because it kind of, it requires reaction time. Yeah. And with Zoom, like as good as it is, like, you know, there's like probably a one second or like half second delay. So if you're trying to play something that requires any kind of reaction time or speed or whatever, you don't want to play it over zoom really. <laughs> um, most, most Jackbox games, the only thing you're really fighting against is the timer. And uh, that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've not played this game, but I don't know if I would enjoy it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. It's not, it's even, I think even under the best conditions, it wouldn't, it seemed kind of dumb. I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's just not the usual flair that I, I, I appreciate in a Jackbox game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a least favorite? Um, I know you've played, played fewer jo- than I have. <laughs> um, there's a joking game that I like the idea of, but I don't think the execution is great. What's the joke boat one? Is it called joke boat? Joke boat. Yes. Um, I like parts of it. It's basically like it'll give you a prompt and you have to like, it's like they give you the punchline and you have, no, they give you the setup and you have to create the punchline. Um, but there's a part where like you're supposed to read the joke or you can have it read it for you. And I just think you should read the joke or it should just like pop up normal. Um, uh, so that one's okay, but it's not my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. 
I I think that game would be better in person, but I actually I agree, it took me yeah. a while it took me a little while to get the hang of it or I played it a couple like the first time it was fine, but then I realized like there's this uh catchphrase segment where like if you really get into it and get into character and then also say your catchphrase at the end of every joke, it like kind of gets way sillier. <laughs> yeah, I do I think know. it has potential. Yeah. Um but then oh, there was a new game on the newest one. Oh, we played it with my niece and she won. Oh, what's it called? Like Define your friends, or oh, um, define your friends. No, oh, um, it's called uh, yeah, I know it's a personality test one. Yeah, so it's like it's basically like it gives you like types of cheese, and you have to decide which types of cheese your friends are. Um, it's called role models. Role models. Um, and it's just like it's weird. And then there's like a part where you get points and I don't understand the points at all. I would say the points are very strange in that game. And it's almost, it's definitely a game you have to completely ignore (laughs) winning. (laughs) Cause like you get points for the most random reasons, but yeah, I'd be like, which like, here are all the characters on friends, like sort your, uh, all your friends into friends characters (laughs) or, um, yeah, types of cheese, like you said, or, you know, famous movie lines and it can be, it can keep, it can seem kind of random. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also some of them are like mean, like it would just be like being mean to one of your friends. Like, yeah. Um, to go back to my types of cheese, like which one of your friends is the stinky cheese? Like, that's not very nice. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh I, bl- did you play that? Was that? Are you referring to the time that you played with that with me and your niece or a different time you played that with her? <laughs> um, no, we played it. We played it twice. Once with my niece and once without. You played it, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You played it with, but yes, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, that one, I, I don't, I don't love that one, but I do think that's kind of one of the middle of the road ones. And also, you have to play it. I think it's got a six person limit, so it's like kind of annoying. And I do um, feel like you kind of need to know each other. Like that's less of an icebreaker game, so it's like kind of yeah. annoying because it's like, oh, I have to know these people. Yeah, I think your niece won. (laughs) She did win. I'm so proud of her. Um, I would say a game I like, but I don't think a lot of other people do. It's called, it's, I call it the lying game, but it's not called that. And it's not Fibbage. It's the other one that's about lying. Um, Um, Faking it. Yeah. And I, faking it. That is correct. I really like this game. I like to be the liar and I like to try to trick people even though I'm so bad at it, but I find other people don't like it as much as I do, which makes me sad. I, th- I think that, that that would be a hard game to play on Zoom, wouldn't it? Because there are some things it. like stand up, point, like there are sort of physical um, actions. Yeah, there's definitely ones you couldn't do over Zoom. Like there's one where you like hold up your like, how many hockey jerseys do you own? And you like put up the amount on your fingers or you can like point at the person like, in the room that you know the best or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, but so you couldn't play it over zoom. I don't think, but yeah. one, one person is the faker and you're like trying to like blend in and you don't get the prompt. So like you have to just kind of like guess who you appoint to or how many fingers you put up and then you have to defend your action um, somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, I'd say I like the game just fine. I don't dislike it, nor do I like it a whole lot. <laughs> it's certainly on a quarantine break because of the whole hard-to-play-online aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what are some games you don't like that we have not already mentioned? Oh, uh, the only game I really don't like is is that one, um, Zeepal uh, Dome. Um, there's another game I kind of am not crazy about, which is like Monsters Online Dating. <laughs> and you have to like, you basically are trying to sexy talk with your friends, but like as a monster. And I don't know. I find the description when I talk, when I describe it to people, they think it sounds like fun. And, and when I say it out loud, I think it sounds like fun too, but then you actually play it and it's like just kind of weird. <laughs> um, and then there's some games I just like never really play, um, which maybe says something about how much I don't like them. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of middle of the road games I'd say mm-hmm. um, that are just fine. Let me see if I can look at a list here of uh, all the ones. Uh, well, there's like the you don't. So this is by the people who do you know you don't know Jack, and those are fine. Like yeah. the you don't know Jack games are fine, but I I'd say I don't really play them. Um, I never played. I haven't played much of the pack four, although I have played Fibbage, which is on that one. Um, I when I was little, we had the computer version of you don't know Jack, and we would play like it as a family sometimes. That's yeah. fun. I th- I'd say there's just like a couple of games I'm not that crazy about. And then there's a few I haven't played. Um, yeah. Oh, there's a third Fibbage. Fibbage has three versions. So that might That's a pretty popular one, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, but I'd so rather talk about ones I like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's your? What are your favorite games? I know the answer when you tell the listener. Wait, what do you think my favorite one is? I think your favorite game is TKO. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably right. I, I kind of, I almost have like a three-way tie between my favorites. Okay. I'd say TKO is, is, yeah, I have the most fun playing TKO. It's, I, I find it has the longest setup, but the best payoff. <laughs> that's the, mm-hmm. that's like the trade-off with that game. Yeah. Um, so in that game, you are drawing, t- you were drawing, uh, you get to do a bunch of drawings on your phone. And this game, I do not, like... Being bad at drawing is not a negative for this game. It's yeah. perfectly fine. You do not have to be good at drawing at all in this game. Yeah. Like you could draw so, anything from a smiley face to like an elaborate like Christmas tree farm setup and either one is fine. Yeah. So this is right at my alley. <laughs> so you draw, you do your drawings and then uh, after you do some drawings, you will do, um, you write some captions and the captions are completely unrelated to the drawings that you had just done. Yeah, and you can come up with as many as you can in like a minute. Yeah, which I'm also very good at. I I just love I just type in all these phrases, and I, my brain is too full of dumb things. And so basically, your drawings go into one pool, and your phrases go into another pool of just options. That and everyone's um, different drawings and, and phrases get in there, and then it mixes them all up and gives each person like three drawings and like four phrases or something like that. Yeah. And then each person now has to assemble a T-shirt. They'll take one drawing and one phrase and match them up into something that, not, that is funny, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that they're not their own things. So, like, I don't think you get your drawings or your captions. You get other people's. Yeah. So then uh, your matched up drawings now become a T-shirt. And they go head to head with another person's T-shirt. And uh, you'll get to see like your phrases and your drawings on other people's shirts. You're like, oh, hey, I did that. I, I wrote that phrase or whatever. And uh, people just vote. And I just find the T-shirts to be like the funniest thing in the game. Like it, or in, in any Jackbox, like 
I just love the t-shirts that come out. They're so they're always priceless. <laughs> uh, you can Except also order for, the t-shirts. Yes, they do have a price. <laughs> yes, you can pay. Was it like eighteen bucks or something? I, I and, think so. Um, I have so much fun making these t-shirts. Um, but um, like, it can be a bit of a it, like the setup does take a while, so that's I think why some people think it can be a little boring. But I don't know. I think it's worth it. <laughs> um. Emily's yawning. Sorry. She's bored. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I the only thing I don't like about TKO is how they do the voting on the shirts. Where I think it should be like a tournament style. So like T-shirt A goes against T-shirt B, mm. and then T-shirt C goes against T-shirt D, and then the winner of both go against each other. But instead, it's like A B A wins. A goes against C. Yeah, it's a it's a gauntlet style, <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah, I, I I think I could I could get on board with that. Doesn't bother me as much because again, I don't care about winning. I just want to see some funny T-shirts. <laughs> um, and at the end, so then you do two rounds of that, and the third round is like all the best shirts from the first two rounds go head to head. So that one's great. I'd say. Um, do you know what my other two favorites are? Um, the Alien game, the push the button game. That's one of them. Okay. Um, and then. Oh, uh, murder mystery trivia. Yes. Trivia trivia murder party. Um, so um, push the button is the one that's sort of like uh, other games called Secret Hitler or what's it? One, one, werewolf. one night. With, yeah, the werewolf one or like certain games like that where uh, in push the button, the rules are that depending on how many total players there are, some number of players are aliens and the rest of the players are humans. And you are on a spaceship and the human's job is to find, identify the aliens and the aliens are some of your friends. So, um, you know, if you have six of your friends playing, I think two of them will be aliens and it is your job. And the, only the aliens know that they are aliens and they know who the other aliens are, but none of the humans know who the other humans are. And it is their job to deduce who the aliens are. And then once they do, they push the button <laughs> And after you push the button, uh, you kind of the everyone can vote on who they want to eject from the spaceship. <laughs> and if you eject all the aliens, then the humans win. If the humans eject uh, any other humans on accident or or whatever, I guess on purpose, but um, when they shouldn't have, then the aliens win. Um, and basically, if you're an alien, it's your job to fake being a human as best you can. And there is a series of uh, different different sort of terminals that uh, you can get tested in. Yeah. So on the on the spaceship, there's a captain, and the captain's role rotates every turn. And I should also be say this game has a this game has a time limit. So it, uh, if you play with ten it's people, twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you play with ten people, it's twenty minutes. If you play with eight people, I think it's eighteen. And I think if you play with six or fewer, it's like sixteen minutes. But um, the captain, as they as they as each person is the captain, they get to put people in different testing rooms to try to decide whether they are human or not. And, and yeah. yeah. So like there's one where you like, there's a drawing one where you're given a prompt, like, I don't know. I can't think of any, um, a sword fight, a sword fight. And so you have to draw a sword fight, but the aliens get a different prompt. That's vaguely similar it might be like regular fight or something. 
Fist fight, yeah. yeah. Fist fight. So your pictures are going to look slightly different, but you could like defend why it's different. Yeah, so if you're an alien and you draw a fist fight instead of a sword fight, you can be like, oh, they have swords for arms or something. I don't know, something like that. And uh, Or if you're me and you get in the drawing one, you can defend yourself by saying you are a very bad at drawing. <laughs> Um, but like, there's different rooms. There's like a, tr- there's like, um, there's another room that's like the, it's called the opinion hold. And you say like, whether you agree or strongly agree, slightly agree, strongly disagree or slightly disagree to like different questions. And again, the aliens will always get like a slightly wrong answer or a slightly weird, or their prompt to be slightly weird. And so you might say that you, so like for instance, and I successfully defended this one time as an alien the prompt that humans got was um, peop, uh, it was something like uh, Kanye West. Kanye West is the greatest musician of all time or something like that. And I, I as the alien, did not see that question. I, I think I saw something about Kanye West tweets or something like that. And I wrote slightly agree. I think it might have been Kanye West tweets too much or something like that. And I wrote slightly agree. So that meant me, someone who doesn't really care that much about Kanye West, said he slightly agreed that Kanye West was the greatest musician of all time. (laughs) And I defended it by saying um, that some people think he's the greatest musician of all time. And that's why I slightly agreed to that. Like, I didn't personally agree, but I was like, hey, I I can't fault somebody for thinking he's the greatest of all time. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, which also, of the hmm? which ahead. of the challenges is your favorite oh i like the drawing one the best because it's the funniest yeah um but there is one there's one sometimes people try to game it they try to like if they're the alien they'll try to predict what the human question was so uh my friend got a question that was like uh oh so the, another question is like uh it's called the deliberation room and you're just trying to answer a question somehow and it's it's a free form answer and so the question that uh, he got was, name a creepy movie. And so he sees creepy and he's like, hmm, I don't know. What are the humans getting when I get to see the word creepy? And so he thought it would just like name a good movie or something like that, or name a movie or name a movie you like. And so he wrote The Empire Strikes Back because he was he doesn't think that's a creepy movie, but he was trying to predict what, what yeah. humans were getting. And humans were getting, name the scariest movie you've ever seen or something like that. And so, like, his answer of The Empire Strikes Back pops up. And we're, we all just had, like, such a good laugh. Because it's like, nobody thinks that movie's scary. Hey, uh, it, there's some scary parts, okay? There is. But it is definitely not the scariest movie ever. <laughs> the, I, think the two, I think the other two people put, or I was one of them, I put The Shining. And someone else put, like... Uh, nightmare on elm street or something like two clearly horror movies and then there's just the empire strikes back Ugh, i would put what lies beneath Ugh. oh one of my least favorite movies of all time we don't have time to Look, talk about that though um listen, i'm not saying it was good i'm saying I, it terrified me when i watched it um but uh and then yeah so you're trying to find the alien and i will say i'm one of the best liars and the best identifiers in that game i am i'm almost always right about who the aliens are <laughs> uh and Whenever I'm an alien, I think I've won every time. I don't think I've ever been ejected from the spaceship when I'm the alien. Uh, um, yeah. I will say that much like games in real life like this, like Secret Hitler or Werewolf, 
it is just so much funner to be the alien and to try to trick people. And that's always a bummer when you're, like, not the alien a lot of times in a row. Because it is so much fun being the liar. That's what Um, I've learned, that I like to lie to my friends. I've learned that I'm quite good at it, and I'm only getting better. (laughs) Honestly, like, I played that game a couple times, and I, I would realize, like, oh, whenever I'm the alien, I get really quiet. Um, because like when I'm the human, I'm really like actively trying to deduce who the other, when I'm the human, I'm trying to actively deduce who the other aliens are. But when I'm the alien, I realize they're like, oh, there's nothing really for me to guess. So that get it kind of quiet and I don't want to give myself away. And over time I've realized, oh, well now I just, I should just be more chatty, even if I'm the alien. Um, and like, you know, trying to, trying to like act reasonably about who I think aliens are, you know? You got. You can't just like throw wild guesses out, but you can really throw doubt and shade on on people's answers if you know if you kind of know if you know they're a human, but you're like, oh well, that was a far out answer. You just really try to convince the other humans like that was a weird answer. <laughs> um, and I'm not afraid to throw the other alien under the bus either, because as long as one alien survives, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have I, to, um... if, you're the, if you're the alien who has has kind of seemed like an alien you kind of do have to know like okay from this point on i have to like kind of like let people let people think they have the right answer by having me be the alien (laughs) yeah um Um, but that one's great and then murder Uh, trivia murder mystery yeah so my other favorite game is trivia murder party and there is two versions of that game as well so it's worked out and that one's uh they just had a recent version on on this jackbox six of that and that one is just basically a trivia contest. Um, but the questions are usually kind of a little more off than most trivia, I would say. And it is also narrated by someone who wants to murder you. <laughs> so every round, typically uh, the game maxes out, I think, at 10 rounds. But it usually ends when there's only one person left alive. And the way it works is that this uh, narrator will ask a question. He's sort of a... Uh, the guy the guy from saw almost the 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 deep murdery voice but he's also funny i think he's i think this is one of the funniest games because i like the narrator (laughs) but he will ask you a question uh anyone who gets it wrong out of the group of you has to go to the killing floor (laughs) and he will kill um usually a minimum of one person although sometimes everyone survives which is crazy and sometimes he kills multiple people and then you become a ghost. And as a ghost, you can keep playing. But uh, it really comes to the end when the last surviving person has to go head to head with all the ghosts um, to answer trivia questions. So it's mostly just a trivia game, but it kind of has the added bonus of being a little funny with the murder and having these like mini games between each round. Um, my favorite mini game is when you have to answer as many math facts as possible in a minute. I'm really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I teach it. Uh I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at the math one. Not the worst. Um it's my favorite. I wish it was it all the time. Um so those are my three favorite. I I am sort of running out of time so I want to just mention a few others that I really like. Um I also really like push the or no, I said push the button. I also really like split the room, which I think is great because so like Quiplash and um some of these other ones like uh, or quiplash and drawful and stuff. Sometimes you're just trying to like get the funniest answer that you can think of. Um, 
or whatever. Like even even if you're like sort of breaking the rules, you might be like, oh, I'll just do this and it'll get me the most points. But split the room is literally you want the best thing is to get people to vote 50-50 on your answer. So it's again, it's like a fill in the blank. So people say whether they want your option or not. And you really want them, you want to be as divisive as possible. So it's like harder to game it out. Like it's yeah. it's harder to play that with with a, a competitive mind. You, you kind of just have to answer it in a in an honest kind of way. Um, and I also like dictionarium, which is where you invent words, and then or they the game invents the word, and then you invent a definition for it, and then you invent a synonym for it. And then you put that synonym into a sentence. And that game is also really short and just kind of silly. I do like that it's short. It's not one of my favorite games, but keep going. I like silliness. That's uh, silliness is definitely tops on my, uh, on my list. Um, And that's really it. And then I like, I also really love Quiplash, Drawful, but we already talked about those. Um, Yeah. And we talked, yeah, we talked about all my favorites, I think. And then there's really good, go- there's good stuff in all of them, but Jackbox 6 has been great. I really like that one. That one has Push the Button and Trivia Murder Party 2 and Dictionarium on it. <laughs> it also has Joke Boat if you if you want to get that and decide uh, you also hate it. But I, I think it's fine. Um, there's also a rapping version of that game where you like rap battle each other called Mad City Verse, I think. Um, that's on Jackbox 5. It's kind of fun. I don't know. These, these are great games. You can get them either on Steam or they're for Xbox and Switch and PlayStation. And yeah, you can get them pretty much everywhere. <laughs> they're fun. They're great party games. Truly great. Um, yeah, I love them. And they're only like, if you get them, on, especially if you, they're often on sale for the whole pack. And I will buy a pack for like 20 bucks or 18 bucks. And it's all these games and I've played them so much. It's definitely been worth it. <laughs> um, yeah. That's 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 all I've got, and I kind of went pretty far over, anyways. But <laughs> over time, right, uh, but. topic done. Topic complete. <laughs> oh wow! Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'll mention that I put out a new sketch. Um, la- I should that should have been part of my check in. Is that uh, last week I said it would be out on Wednesday of of the previous week. Turned out it came out on Friday, um, which was my birth, with the day of my birth, May 29th. But uh, yeah, there's a new sketch on my YouTube channel called "Waiting for the Other Shoe to Drop." Um, it's a little weirder of a sketch than I usually usually make, but um, it's a fun time and it's about two minutes long, so that's the most amount of time of your life it will waste. <laughs> so check that out. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like the video, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have one more level five magnet class show, um, that it was over zoom and it's the day this comes out. It's tonight. It's the last one. It's tonight <laughs> at eight thirty. Uh, the link yeah. is probably, if you follow the magnet theater, um, community page, the link will be there. Um, yeah. There you go. Um, very good. I've watched the last two. I've actually, I've been to three of the four of the shows thus, or three of the three, Mm-hmm. one of them hasn't happened yet <laughs> but i went to the, the one in person one <laughs> and then everything closed and then everything closed and then they were on zoom um but I, I'll, I'll be there tonight on thursday <laughs> and it's not hard to get to these it's not like you're really going to an improv show where you have to like get dressed you can watch in your sweatpants guys 
you can wear your leisure clothes and you can drink a beer while you do it, which actually you can't even drink alcohol if you see them at the, the Magnet Training Center because there's no beer allowed there. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Sit at home, drink a beer. Um, anyways, that's it, right? We're good? I think so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. I just want the listeners to know that I just waved goodbye. Uh, Emily did, in fact, wave. Yes. We should video stream this someday. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, everyone at home or wherever they are listening to this podcast. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh, wait, we have to do the ending. I know. I realized we didn't. I was going to skip it. My name has been Matt Armando. <laughs> I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TVD. With Matt Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.